0: Welcome to LeakCast.
1: Shall we blinded by the oh, academy oh, your light like oh. hat. Headshot. Let's go. More to welcome to the <laughs> League of the
0: <laughs> Hello and welcome to episode 548 of the LeakCast podcast. I am your host Nick the King Cooper. Joining me is Aiden Frost Rock Arts. Hey, how's it going? Uh Colton LeakCast. It is Wednesday, my Nick. It is. And Lucas from uh, Challenger Insights. How's it going?
2: Hey, I'm doing all right. Thank you for having me.
0: Yeah. Uh, so our special guest this week um, is the host of his own podcast. And uh, we'll talk about that in just a little bit. Um, but before we get into that, we've got a smidge of LeeCast news, a new patron. We'll talk about the preseason plans that Riot has. Um then we'll probably just jump straight into uh, competitive league and talk about playoffs in LEC and LCS. We'll talk about NordVPN and close it out with roundtable and mail fight. Um, why don't we let our guest go first, Lucas? How was your week? And also tell us about your podcast.
2: Hey, um, my week has been or <laughs> <laughs> my week has been pretty good. I've been playing a lot of uh, Spellbook lately with some friends. Ooh. Um, I, I love that game mode. I think uh, it's, it's one of their better ones.
0: I agree. I o- my only complaint is that I would wish I, I wish they would com- combine it with other game modes. Um, Earth Spellbook, I think, would be really fun. Um, things like that. What do you, what's one of your favorite combos that you've had so far?
2: Oh, that's a good question. Like any champion with with chokeatholt is you know the. I agree. If, <laughs> it, that's especially, always especially
0: especially if it's not meant to be a large champion like Lulu or <laughs> exactly. uh, someone like that.
2: Yeah, but anything that just can suddenly burst down an enemy as well. Um, Malphite with Ari is interesting. Oh uh, boy. <laughs> yeah.
0: <laughs> I uh I think my favorite, my personal favorite has been Bard with Nar Ulti. Um which doesn't Ooh. sound crazy good. Uh, but Magical Journey puts put yourself next to the wall. Uh and then um Tempered Fate has ultimate into uh Nar combos was pretty fun.
2: Yeah. I've, I've done some uh, Jarvan with Poppy as well. You just create your own walls.
0: <laughs> oh, that's pretty funny. <laughs> nice. Nice. Um, cool. Uh, yeah, tell us about uh, Challenger Insights.
2: Yeah, sure. Um, so I'm Lucas. I host the Challenger Insights podcast. Um, in short, it's a podcast where I interview Challenger players about their main champion. So I bring on well uh, names that you might recognize, like uh, Expatu, or uh, scrub noob. Mm-hmm. Um, and the most recent episode, I've actually had niece on the uh, coach, uh, challenger coach dreamer, mm-hmm. um, and I, I just interview them and I ask them all the questions that I want to ask. <laughs> um, usually, they have the most insightful answers. Like just the way that they think about playing the game and and you know how they see the the, the role that their champion is supposed to play. It is uh, mind blowing at times. They they know so much. Uh, so I love doing it. Uh, but yeah, that's, that's, that's the whole thing. It's just me and one other person and we go deep on, uh, <laughs> uh on everything you, you want to want to ask.
0: Yeah. I awesome. think, um, one of the, uh, coolest episodes for me was, um, uh, talking to Ale about his thresh, uh, and support in general, uh, which was super insightful and definitely, cause I, I think the difference between a, um, like professional slash challenger support and any other support really is uh is, is there's a lot of things that don't show up on the scoreboard so that was really cool to listen to how he how he plays the lanes and things like that
2: yeah um, ole ole was awesome i think mm-hmm. he's uh, like probably the best player that i've interviewed just purely from his experience. yeah yeah i think so
0: too i think so too you've definitely had some big names on there but ole uh, yeah, based on career is probably yeah, the, yeah. the best. Like,
2: <laughs> I, I, Imagine reaching number three on the career. <laughs> that, that's hard to top, you know. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I
3: do, however, think that like having a niece as your most recent episode is like a great um, introduction for our listeners, though. I know we have tons of people in our community who like really, really think niece is like a great coach. I think there'll be tons of a crossover for um, maybe people want to check out your show. Yeah,
0: we've yeah, had awesome. a lot of people. We've had a lot of people who feel st- very strongly one way or the other about niece or like either really like him or really don't like him. Um, and I, I think that like listening to the interview you did with him will will definitely sway a lot of people towards like him. He uh, is very well thought out. Explains some of the like misconceptions that I think the, a lot of the community has uh, for him. Um, and uh, was super super insightful. Definitely one of the more entertaining uh, episodes. So.
2: Thank you. Maybe maybe I should mention where people can find it. Yeah, if, for sure. Uh, they're interested. <laughs> um, so the podcast is on YouTube. First of all, it's just called Challenger Insights. Um, but it's also on Spotify and any other po- uh, podcast platform, so you should be able to find it pretty easily. We also have a, a Discord, uh, so join that if you want to join the community and suggest who I should interview next.
0: Yeah, that's how I joined and asked you to be on the show, is, uh, is your Discord. So, hey, he's responsive. <laughs> um, Aiden, how was your week? think he might be Uh sorry i just stepped out i I heard the silence so i'm like oh my god they just asked me something for sure (laughs) that's okay Um, uh is
3: is it my turn turn to talk about my my last
0: two weeks yeah oh two weeks yeah
3: um sorry if there's any noise in the background my dog is uh checking out the room um (laughs) i'll do my best to edit that out so hopefully no one hears anything um but for my last two weeks i've done actually a lot of fun stuff i finished all the dark souls games uh for non-hugger stuff so uh, that's fun i feel like i'm now fucking qualified to talk about how i, do. <laughs> I think there's lots of issues with them um outside of that though i have started final fantasy 7 uh as for league though i played a little bit of flex with you guys lots of community games I'm trying to do more and more community games i feel like that's my favorite way of enjoying league right now um and then i guess outside of that oh this is kind of a stupid thing but in our disco right now until the udyr rework drops i started <laughs> Udir channel and the prompt is you have to role play as Udir. we're a tribe of Udirs all fighting each other so you're only allowed to do punching emotes <laughs> and uh do people fucking love that channel and i, I love it too <laughs> yeah it's, so, uh, it's been
0: a lot of fun for sure yeah.
3: I, I love just using that one channel that you had as uh, the story time channel for like just goofy. Shit. Yeah, we can just do that whenever because it's just fun having a goofy channel. Oh, I also mm. played a shitload of Wild Rift. Um, oh, yeah. I, I, <laughs> it's funny because I'm so like, I, I'm so not impressed with Wild Rift, but I love it <laughs> mm-hmm. uh, for a phone game. It's fucking awesome. I'm a fucking Fiora man. I just split push all game and kill people. Uh, it, and if they were banned for, <laughs> I just play set and then split push and kill people. <laughs> <laughs> uh, it, it's fun, though. Like uh, it, the ranked is so different than just, like uh actually ranked though because i'm like plat three now and Mm -hmm. people are still not very good but i guess it's just like it's probably a lot of people who have never played league before a lot of maybe younger people who have access to like mobile phones compared to computers and stuff but how many times do you
0: do you have people who um afk i feel like that would Uh, be an issue but it's pretty often i also
3: think people just dc a lot more because you have like maybe like yeah like mobile wi-fi and stuff Mm -hmm. like that um but overall it's great i think like i want to do an episode at some point where like we talk about like things that i think league could learn from wild rift because i think there's so many things that i love about that game the only thing is the fact that it's controlled on a mobile yeah <laughs> is, sure. is a bit of an issue for me but overall it's pretty great um outside of that i i do want to put out into the fucking wild again for our listeners i am still trying to figure out the best way to host our um next episode uh next patreon episode in september i want to do like a elimination trivia thing so we're like ever we have like 100 people in like a lobby and if you get a trivia question wrong you're out sort of thing uh, <laughs> i think i found a couple sites to do it they are a little bit expensive but uh, i mean fuck them. we'll eat at the cost if we have to um but if anyone knows like any good like cheaper resources i would fucking love to do it because I, I think this is going to be a really fun thing to do i i think it's like whoever can last the longest in like fucking league trivia is like a really cool concept so yeah if anyone knows be- like a good site to do that on, i thought i could do it through um what's the fucking thing that high schools use with like the buttons uh I Fuck. have no idea. Uh, like Kahoot, Kahoot. I thought I could do it through Kahoot, but there's nothing on Kahoot. Like people kept telling me that, but uh, it doesn't seem <laughs> like it. So I found a couple other websites that maybe work, but uh, they're a little bit expensive. But we'll we'll figure it out.
0: Yeah, it'll um, be fine.
3: But anyways, I'm I'm really excited for that. Uh, outside of that, I don't think there's too much else. Just join my community nights when I host them. I host them every like like maybe like twice a week or so. So just mm-hmm. join our Discord, and uh, I'll always post announcements before I do them. So stay tuned. What about Hard. you, Colton?
4: Uh, my week's been pretty good i've been uh, playing lots of solo queue been bouncing between d2 and d1 pretty pretty often um still playing like bottom primary and then fill secondary um so it's been a lot of like misfortune if i get jungle i'll play like Nunu or Fiddlesticks. um it's there are a few wild games that really just like some players logic is so fun to just watch. I had a graves come mid Like I was against an Akali. She tried to dive me, but I like ghosted away and survived. He comes in after that happens, takes about two full waves of CS for me. <laughs> we it's not. And, and that's like just what was crashing. So I'm still stuck at the middle of the lane. Like we didn't, re-crashed on that tower he takes two full waves of gold and makes me share xp and then leaves and then like three minutes later she gets level six you know two waves ahead of me and kills me and he's like oh you're so dog shit i'm like hmm i wonder i wonder why being down 300 gold and like two-thirds of a level was bad for my lane i i wonder how that happened um and, yeah. <laughs> and then And then the story just changed late game, which is also really fun. We're like, it switched to I died during that gank. And that's why he (laughs) took the wave after like 15, 20 minutes into the game. He's like, no, you died there. I'm just like, no, no, that's not what happened. Um, Outside of that, I started playing a little bit of TFT. I haven't really played any of this set. So I've uh, a little bit yesterday and a decent amount today. I'm starting to figure this set out. Got, placed bronze I'm up to silver uh give me a week I'll probably be diamond once I figure out a comp I like but uh I I just figured out the thing with the dragons because like they cost double that of a normal unit but they're still like in the rarity tiers of four and fi- and five costs I was like trying to figure out like okay wait I, I know what the rarity on like a four cost and a five cost is. Like, what is the rarity on a ten cost? And turns out it's just the same as four and five. It's just that actual dragons cost more.
3: Overall, it's a really good set, but there's dude, there's so many bugs in it. The like only they're so slow to patch bugs. They, they have this one one bug with uh astral units right now. It's like really miserable to play, um, where you can just um, keep a bunch of astral units on your bench and then every round put them in, so you have like six or nine astral, and then roll down and get components. So you always roll when you have astrals in, and then you take them out and put them back in your comp uh, at the end of the round, uh, and oh. it's just, it. dude, it, it's it's not fun, man.
4: Yeah. So yeah, but, uh, you, you field them in between rounds to so do roll downs, and then you hmm. take them yeah, out. And put your, it, com- yeah. And
3: That was an issue. So they like, patched it, and they made it so you can't do that, but there's a visual that you can't do it, but physically you still can't.
4: <laughs> so weird.
3: Nice. You know, like, anyways, it, other than that, wow. like it's a fucking awesome set. Every set gets better with TFT, I think
4: yeah um so yeah i'm excited to figure out more comps and hopefully uh play one i've I've been playing mostly like jade and mirage uh i I don't know i feel like mirage kind of sucks even though like the tier lists all say it's really good i just i feel like i get my two-star dragon and it just does nothing compared to other people's (laughs) units um but yeah that's about it for league of legends stuff Outside of that, uh, still been playing a lot of disc golf out in the Texas heat. We went out on a Sunday morning. Uh, we started around like ten ish and we're out till about noon or one. It is, it was fucking hot. We were all sweating so much. Uh, yeah, um, I'm relinquishing my my gamer boy pale skin and starting to get some some tan going on. So. Soon, soon enough, uh, I'll be, you know, experiencing skin cancer <laughs> instead of just League of Legends cancer. But that's uh, that's about it for my week. Nick, you uh, got any fun stories from the Rift for us?
0: Um, Probably not very fun ones. Uh, I've Okay, returned- cool. We'll just skip to- your section then. True. I've returned back to turning off um, all chat and mm-hmm. team chat, as I think uh, it's probably best for everyone's mental... Um, but, uh, I forgot
4: we do it a bunch this week.
0: We did. We won a bunch and, uh, it has led me to be, I think, four LP at the time of recording higher than you. Um, so it's, uh, it's been fun. We, um, we played a bunch of Lulu misfortune. I, I think, uh, won a bunch and, uh, yeah, it's been, it's been pretty, pretty good. Um, as for the rest of my week, pretty quiet. I would say, um, uh, my girlfriend and I watched two movies lightyear and uh devil wars prada both pretty good enjoyed them um definitely not similar to one another but it was a a good time would recommend um is there anything else we want to talk about before we jump into the show i think we're good um cool we've got one new patron shout out to koi the monkey boy thank you for supporting us uh aiden do we have any lee cast news
3: I don't think we have any leak guest news other than I think Colton's hosting the Patreon episode next week, I believe. So.
0: Yeah, it should be pretty poggers. Uh, awesome. Let's just jump straight into the show. We've got um, just one thing in uh, the new news where we'll be talking about the preseason changes that that Riot is, has talked about. Um, overall, we've got uh, a couple of champions being released uh, in 2022, um, Cassante. Who will be? I think a Shireman tank top laner. That's correct. Yeah, top laner
4: tank is what they um,
0: said. We've got a darkened assassin, a female darkened assassin, I believe, um, who may be Far's sister? Question um, mark. And an Ixtal Enchanter who will who will, a male Enchanter as uh, as everyone has asked for. Um, among some some other um, mid scope updates, including what Nico and Sindra. Is that right?
3: Yeah, yes, no news about them, but we should know Nico and Cedric are going to get them? I think Nico needs it the most though. She dude, she could be so fucking cool, but her camouflage like uh stealth mechanic or what do you call it? Like uh, camouflage, is that right? Um,
0: um yeah, it, yeah. Whatever,
3: the, the the turning in other characters is such a half-baked idea, you know what I mean?
0: Yeah. It it almost feels like she is the last most recent example of a character stuck between um uh, stuck between being attack speed on hit and uh, an AP burst mage. Um, it, it's even worse because I only play her
3: as like on hit because I play top lane. So I you you don't even use her like um, camouflage thing because obviously mm-hmm. you can't get your three hit passive if you have that on. Um, mm-hmm. So it's just like, it feels like she's, that's her identity, but it's not a part of the way I play her at all. So maybe I feel a little bit more strongly about that, but I'm very excited to see a rework.
0: Yeah, should be pretty cool. Um, then we've got Aurelion Sol getting a core gameplay update. Um, I think his visuals are pretty solid and Riot acknowledges that. So they're just going to update his um, gameplay. Currently, they are talking about giving him uh, flame breath as well as um, like true flight, right? Um, which should be pretty cool uh, given that dragons do those things. <laughs> um, and then we've got um, an RE, uh visual update. Uh, and then they talked about um, the... Uh, uh dragons getting some changes uh in terms of the the rift itself um and i think the one example they gave was when you get a fire um or no was this Chemtech? i can't remember um i believe it's
2: updates to the chem tech Like the is Dragon
0: it ju- okay just the, i was thinking about the plants uh in the blast cone shooting uh that's like the map really change far. so like
3: when the map yeah. changes the is that all the plants get stronger is that
0: just for uh Chemtech though Yes. Yeah, that's okay. For, yeah. Okay,
3: it's like the equivalent of like the the speed zones
4: yeah. in the map and stuff like that. I,
0: I had exactly. it in my I had it in my mind that that was an infernal map change. um Okay, I, so
4: that's that's the elemental Drake for Chemtech is that inst- so like infernal not it knocks down some walls and you get more blast cones. Chemtech is going to be that all of the plants just do more.
0: they yeah, they yeah, I, I think it's meant to be like
2: them. mutant plants, like each <laughs> yeah. of them yeah. gets a special effect.
0: Yeah, Nick loves
2: the plants and thinks that they should be stronger.
0: (laughs) They showed, I don't know if you saw the video, uh, Colton, uh, but they showed a clip of Gragas. Let me see if I can find it. Gragas using a blast cone from Blue Buff and just going straight into the middle of mid lane. (laughs) <laughs> yeah <laughs> i was gonna say like far. is it gonna it was, be it as wild is it gonna
4: be like 50 percent better or is it gonna be like
0: hit a blast cone look like i got poppy ulted it's it's probably like 200 percent better i would say there, yeah. yeah
3: the only two they showed were obviously blast plants being like way bigger and then they showed um the scrying like uh blue one uh giving movement speed to enemies that you get vision of
0: mm-hmm. yeah uh and then they talked about um the actual effect of chem track Chemtech, tech which was what um you
3: you get more uh damage and stuff when you get lower hp so like think of it like obviously benefiting characters like you know karthas trin yeah. stuff like that
2: what but it's finally an effect in? that every champion can use though like the the old oh, Chemtech sure. was was quite bad oh
0: yeah i mean it was, it was just too strong I, I i don't know who looked at the camo zones and thought that was a good idea um so not not super cool uh, and I think that's it. What's what's everyone? Oh, there's one more for? thing. Uh, they,
3: <laughs> it's a dude. The the fucking communication thing. Oh like, hey, we're also God. updating I, our communication system, right. which is a fucking bait that they're gonna add voice chat, and then they say, yeah. We're adding
0: fucking four more pings. I can't. I can't believe that one of the pings is just called harass. (laughs) I
3: I just think that like most of us are pretty anti-voice chat pilled at this point. Like the more and more we discuss it, every single time it comes up. That being said, holy fuck, they definitely led into that with the intention of baiting people that they were going to bring voice chat to the game.
0: Yeah, I've already seen some clickbait uh, videos saying, "You know, Riot's adding voice chat?" Question mark, and uh, the answer is no. Unfortunately in my opinion, but.
2: I do kind of look forward to having more pings, though. Like, if if they deliver on the promise that you'll be able to shotgun better, I, I like that.
0: I I think in, uh, it would go really nicely hand in hand with uh, additional voice chat, um, or with voice chat the additional pings. Um, it, I, I do think having more pings is, is better, um, for sure. But I don't know. It's a competitive game in 2022, and it's probably the only one that doesn't have voice chat in matchmaking. Uh, Mm -hmm.
3: also the ping system could just be better right like look at fucking apex like obviously it's a completely different genre but like i think Mm -hmm. apex's ping system kind of showed the world of video games of what ping systems can be right whenever you ping something it does exactly what you want because there's like a fucking 700 things you can do with pings and none of them are like really that confusing
1: either Mm -hmm. yeah
4: yeah i mean that that's one thing i was gonna say is that the current ping system could certainly be improved where you've got you know five things Like you've got five different pings and you can ping specific you know structures units but like i have to caution ping to tell my jungler not to push my wave or i need to like ask for assistance to indicate that i'm going to be dove as opposed to like pinging that i want a a proactive gank like those are very different things but
0: i mean when you ping your health it only pings your health and when you ping your mana it only pings your mana i think that's probably the most egregious um, <laughs> case of it right now like i, I just, don't know who but both sorry chat. i didn't mean to cut you off <laughs> it's okay <laughs>
3: uh, i don't know who was talking about it was someone like some high elo person i feel like it was freak but i don't know what when freak would have talked about this he was talking about the ping changes and uh i'm just gonna say it's free because it makes sense to come from him and he was saying that, like this shouldn't really affect like higher mmr games at all which is kind of where you need more communication yeah. in his opinion um because you can kind of use the four pings currently to communicate pretty well everything you need in a bare bones way right if you paint ping mm-hmm. like uh, like the danger on your wave or you don't push the wave. Right. Like there's, there's yeah, tons of things yeah. like that where it's just like you paying missing on the river. Someone's probably in the river. Like it, it's like all these things are pretty well nonverbal and people have found ways to communicate them. Of mm-hmm. course, like having more options is just going to be better, but I, I, it's not like it's actually like a communication fucking overhaul or anything.
0: Yeah. It's not going to be as big as, um, what maybe they were, uh, making it out to be, but it'll be nice. It'll be good.
2: I, I do like yeah. all the unique ways that people have figured out, like how to yeah. ping stuff. One thing that I do is I ping on my way on a jungle camp, and then on my way on a lane to indicate that I'm doing mm-hmm. this first and then going to them, like stuff like that. It's, yeah, it's I'll do that. Cool. I'll do
4: that a lot. Also, when I'm jungling, is like, uh, like I'll I'll either do that or I'll be like I'm full clearing and then ganking if I have time to type it out. Yeah, but,
2: but it's what I what I miss most of all is like uh just communication to your whole team like group up or split push or yeah, that's something true. like that uh, that i think the, mm-hmm. type, the type of stuff that you would currently have to type out in chat uh, i want that to be pingable mm-hmm.
0: that would Definitely. be really yeah. nice
3: I, I mean, Tom Kench. So, like, one of the things that I do is, like, when I'm going to spit someone out, like, it'd be nice if I was in voice chat and I could say, Hey, I'm going to spit him here, throw your Morgana Q, right? Uh, but I just spam ping where I'm going to spit him and I spit him into, like, the ability that my mm-hmm. teammate at higher MMR will throw, right? The lower MMR yeah. you play at, though, the harder it is to do shit like that because you spam ping, like, that you're going to do something and they, they don't know that you're going to spit someone out there. <laughs> but, yeah.
0: Mm-hmm. And it is a Tom Kench specific thing. But yeah, there, there are examples like that all over the place for sure.
3: Yeah. And it's, it's one of those that,
4: like, with voice chat, it would be easy for everyone to do without it. It's only going to be people who've played a lot with Tom Kench. Right. So like I, I do that. And when I play with Tom Kench, I know to expect it. When I play with Aiden, I know to expect mm-hmm. it that he's going to ping exactly where he's going to spit that person out. But like it, it, it doesn't exist for a whole lot of other players that it could be a lot better for. Um, and I think uh, Lucas brought up a really good point where it's like it's really interesting how much has become like understood quickly with the pings. Where it's like you, you only have five ping options, but you can get a lot of messages through. And it almost makes me think to like Morse code where it's like you've got dots <laughs> and dashes. We can communicate everything we need with dots and dashes. Takes a little while, but it's just like... People will find a way to communicate by whatever means necessary and whatever means are available. Um, I mean, but
3: <laughs> Nick and I were doing a game a couple days ago, and we had this opportunity to do Baron. But mm. there's no way to communicate to my team that hey, it's okay that we do Baron because only yeah. their jungler's up, and I can eat their jungler and pull them away from the Baron pit. uh Because that's that's not something you can communicate with things. Mm-hmm. A bit uh,
1: long yeah, yeah, time you, you, as well. You
4: ping Tom Kench ultimate available. You ping
3: everyone else dead, <laughs> and then you ping Baron, and then you ping on my way. Yeah, yeah. I don't know.
0: you know what's really interesting is is like in in similar to that is uh i don't know if you all had nintendo 64s um or uh snes's but who told you to blow on the cartridge to 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 make it work and everyone did like everyone did it 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 was just the go-to fix i don't really know you know it's just it's, it's just really cool to see how people can react in that like sort of scenario i guess um cool should we move on to where are we going all the way to uh competitive league i suppose uh
3: do we want to do my little fun section or yeah sure no? let's do it so i came up with a section <laughs> and mm-hmm. i don't know if it's going to be any good it's currently called under review i was thinking about calling it champion hotlight as well but I, I, the idea is it's supposed to be fucking hot takes from like like when a champions released these are twitter comments reddit comments youtube comments about the character right and Mm -hmm. what i'm gonna do is gonna read you one from twitter one from reddit one from youtube and you guys are going to tell me what character it's about is the okay (laughs) Um, okay and some of them are easy some of them are a little harder um but uh we'll we'll get there's five of them that i did so hopefully these are interesting um cool i'm gonna start with the, the first one now um Okay, this is from uh, Tazimus Maximus on YouTube. I quit playing League a long time ago, but continue to watch Worlds to support my favorite teams. I haven't had an interest in a new character in quite some time, but this guy is epic. Pretty freaking cool if you ask me. Nightblue3 is going to love this guy.
0: <laughs> okay.
3: So that's comment one. If you guys ever think you know what it is, feel free to buzz in. I have three of them for each one. So I was off uh, YouTube. This one's from uh, Reddit, though uh as someone who's awful mechanically i'm excited to play a champion whose kit seems to be based around outsmarting and mind gaming his opponents and less about mechanics thanks rito
0: okay interesting
3: and last one this is definitely the easier one i'm gonna try to like put them in order of like hardest easiest but uh uh isn't it unfair to lose hp when doing scuttle crab but other junglers don't maybe change that XD. <laughs>
0: Is it Ivern? <laughs> it is Ivern <laughs> yes <laughs> <laughs>
3: Uh, also not something really i from... love this guy
0: <laughs> <laughs>
3: yeah. uh something that i learned from this is people were way like happier online like years
0: ago <laughs> mm. yeah and people
3: are just like sad now um but okay cool uh these ones are this one's a little bit longer but uh here we go um this is someone's from twitter from bunny the Hutt. damn this is such a shit spotlight for such a shit <laughs> champion you want her to be a solo but her entire kit revolves around being with an ally why would i not take her as a k- support or a carry this champion sucks and has zero care put into them
2: <laughs> oh man who could it be who has an xp sharing mechanic <laughs> it's definitely uh, Mordecaizer, the- right right <laughs> <laughs> i'll
3: move on to the reddit comment you guys can jump in whenever you want if you think you know it though
2: uh, it sounds like lucas thinks. No, was that knows. your
0: was that your guest lucas
2: uh it's obviously the new one nyla
3: <laughs> it is
0: not nyla Ooh. oh it's
3: not it um. then. <laughs> it's <is> not Mortikaiser. <laughs> either I'm gonna hop into the Reddit comment. Um, this one says, "Now I've been uh, sorry. Now I've seen people poking fun at how a character is just X foot better, but I never understood it. Reworked Aatrox plays differently than Riven. It has a similar similarish kit to Yasuo, but it wouldn't make sense the- it wouldn't make sense as they're pretty oh, close siblings trained from the same prince. <laughs> it Seraphine. It's i the rest of it, though. Uh, <laughs> and Samira, well, ri- ridiculously overkitted is at least unique, but, but blank <laughs> is the most boring, <laughs> uninspired excuse for a blank rework I've ever seen. I definitely understand why they hyped her up through blank. <laughs> yeah. And then quickly, just the the YouTube comment for it was: I think due to the coronavirus, I, uh, they didn't think this through. They made a champion that not only uh, that only fits into the KDA, but not Runeterra. I think if Riot wants to keep blank, they should transfer her to Valorant. I like to think of League of Legends of Runeterra of the past and Valorant of the future, meaning that Valorant agents are the future kids of League. Like Sage would be a Nivia, uh, Nivia's daughter. Viper would be Cassia Pia's daughter. Blank could be Sona's daughter. It would fit. In, it would fit so perfectly oh, because boy. Valorant is the future, lore <laughs> of modern pop star, and makes sense with very little modification to her abilities. She could easily be a Force Sentinel, even more defensive than Sage.
4: <laughs> yeah, it would. It would make so much sense for Valorant to just be an older Runeterra, because they don't. Because they don't just already have guns in That's League so of Legends. Funny, yeah. <laughs> That's
0: so funny. Okay.
3: Uh, I'm going to move on to the third character. So we have uh, one point for Nick and one point. Wait, did he, Nick, did you get both, actually?
0: Um, I think you the got first both. Part?
3: Yeah, you got Ivern. Yeah, yeah.
0: Oh, yeah.
3: Okay, cool. This one uh, is next. This one is our Reddit comment first. It's from Babic. He says, the Scottish accent is really strange, but I love it. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> uh (laughs) next is from Twitter. it's from uh bella bz crush and they say what an actual boring champion man watch the whole thing and i could care less about this champion just release and uh, press the delete on this one thanks thumbs up emoji yawning emoji
0: oh it's it's lilia lilia (laughs) yeah yeah. (laughs) i was just yeah
3: going through the fucking accent like who has it Mm-hmm. i'm just gonna skip the last because the last uh, comment wasn't very interesting but i'm gonna move on to the next character this is number four out of five okay um <laughs> hold on okay this one's from twitter from omer he says just fire your creative team at this point <laughs> just reprints just annoying and redo the character uh the community uh sorry just yeah sorry let me do this reprints are just as annoying and to redo a champion the community hate just hate just is for it, being y- overloaded it is not Yone, no. Oh. <laughs> and then uh some salt on top of it, just being another step in ruining the game. This is beyond a joke. Just just anger is kind of all you get from that one. Okay. Um so this one says this one's from Reddit and it says, I feel like they really missed the mark of this character's design in the last two champion releases. She looks way too generic. Like she could be a hero from your average mobile game. Maybe they'll show us a bit more, uh, but she just lacks personality to me. Blank was at least unique and had some interesting themes that just fell flat because the whole disconnect between her lore and the slappy fish gameplay. Uh... (laughs) And then last but not least is from our YouTube and it says make stop making dead simple OP champions. This is why balancing exists. So most of the amount of champs can be kept in the meta so that champions fan bases won't have uh, to change gears. But what do you do when a new champ is not only easier than the champion you main but also better than them at every single uh, thing that your main can do. This is supposed to be a joke. Uh, the only time you mention her being weak is in a 1v2 situation, implying that she's better than any other champion, much more any ADC, only to showcase her doing a 1v4 mm-hmm. later. Don't Samira? Re- release the, <laughs> don't, don't release this monstrosity. Give us another Azir or Jace if you want to fill abilities with wall of, walls of text.
4: Is it Samira? It's
3: not Samira, no. Well, <laughs> I kind
0: of you feel guess like, you like to guess maybe? No. <laughs> I, I believe it's Nyla.
3: It's Niall and Nick. What the okay. fuck? I I didn't I
0: didn't want to guess it again um, because but the slappy fish gameplay got me. Yeah.
3: yeah. <laughs> uh, and last but not least, uh, well, I guess it might be the least actually. We'll see. <laughs> um, okay. Our final one is from Twitter. Oh, this one uh, is a big gray goose uh, commenting on this one. He says um, this champion made me fall fall in love almost instantly. The <laughs> only thing that made me do this up to up until now was a Azir, Ek- a Azir, Ari and Echo. <laughs> uh, this one's from twitter sorry from reddit and he says uh everyone complaining that they expected more but if they oversaturated his kit with uh more think about how everyone also moaned that there's too much going on personally i think they made him simple for a reason he looks simple to play and his ultimate is very basic um and i think that's what riot wanted and i think it's a really good idea it's gonna be fun to play him uh with him and against him with a small learning curve oh man and then last but not least, we have our YouTube comment, which is ability kit wise, Blank sucks in terms of champion design and uniqueness, <laughs> U- 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 but he's certainly cool. He doesn't just, <laughs> he just doesn't seem nearly as viable in competitive play. Uh, he relies too much on trying to position on the enemies and his passive radius, which works against, only will work against bots, but is useless against
0: players that know this. His passive radius.
3: What the fuck? I have
4: no
0: idea. Oh man. I, I,
4: really in soul. It is a reliant soul. Wow. wow. Dude, the comments
3: about saying, oh, this character is going to be really simple and not good and competitive is so funny. <laughs> wow. I, hate. Was fucking... I scored a point, oh, guys. The whole point of this is that people are fucking stupid and complain about fucking everything. Oh, yeah. That's for sure. Yeah. <laughs> but anyways, that was that was my little idea for a game. So
0: Awesome. Hey, that went well. Um, let's talk about uh, um, uh, LEC first. Let's do LEC first. So we've got um the six playoff teams. Do they have different they have a different system than we do? I think,
3: yeah, so their system is six playoff teams and it's based off points yeah. from uh, spring and summer, meaning G two is already qualified just by being in playoffs because that's funny. Uh, got enough points in spring uh in <laughs> in their offense uh, i think their system's fine it just doesn't work mm-hmm. when they have four seeds which once again not their fault because they weren't expecting to get four seeds yeah um, yeah people are like complaining about it but like i don't know their fucking system's fine i also think changing the system halfway through also just fucks teams in a weird way you know what i mean like uh, if you're g2 and they go hey the systems changed. we don't guys don't want you we don't want you guys to get auto seated, even though the rules like would make it this way it feels like you're just playing against them so i don't know it feels fine to have them get auto So yeah it's old. definitely
0: better it's definitely better to just keep the system the same and then change it in the future going forward uh, if necessary then yeah, the only have
3: yeah, with the their system which i fucking pointed out on a, on uh, our discord was the fact that in theory you can win you can win spring and not go to worlds in very like uh, specific si- uh, situations, which is crazy mm-hmm. to me, or win summer and not go to worlds.
0: Wow, um, that's insane. Okay, I was going to say spring. Like, like that's yeah, okay. Yeah, sorry. would be
3: Like you, you have to get like bottom three in spring and then win uh, summer, and then the other teams have to trade like two, three, four, and then four, three, two, sort yeah. of thing. But. That's fucking crazy that it, their system could allow for a team to win and be the best team in the region and then not go to World.
0: <laughs> I guess the playoffs are supposed to be like this is your chance to prove that you're the best team, regardless of regular season performance. But no, I mean, like if they, if they win, weird. like
3: if they win, like the whole like playoffs
0: wait well. like wait you can win summer playoffs and not make worlds
3: yeah because you get 120 points and you get zero for bottom three in spring so in That's theory other teams could all insane. get 140 by like it, it's very specific but like holy fuck dude would that break something like if the best team in the world couldn't go to Worlds because they had a different roster in spring and then didn't get top like six.
4: <laughs> that's
0: that's wild.
4: Yeah, actually. wow. I feel like that's something where you just like add a provision that if that scenario happens, they get to play against fourth like whoever the fourth seed is, <laughs> and for the spot. I hmm.
3: mean, the way that NA and EU used to do it is like if you got first in summer, you just auto qualified. Then it was points yeah. for second. Then it was like a yeah. playoff tournament for third, which I thought was a great system. I'm not sure why we changed off. I of like it, that.
4: But. Yeah
0: hmm interesting um yeah, So we've got um at least in the first round misfits versus g2 rogue versus mad lions and then in the lower bracket excel versus Fnatic. fanatic barely squeaking in uh to playoffs season um, one I- world
4: champions fanatic
0: Lucas, <laughs> i think before the podcast you were mentioning that you don't um keep up with competitive league too much uh do you have a like any passing knowledge of, of a favorite team or something like that
2: Oof, not really no, no i don't follow it as as religiously i i watch the like worlds when yeah <laughs> when it's towards the end of the season that's when i get excited
0: okay okay interesting um well hey yeah uh you playoffs should be pretty interesting do we have any favorites i guess
3: uh i think mad just looks really good is like the reality i'm excited to see g2 at worlds because they always will like perform internationally yeah uh, mad will look good
0: i think you cut um, out but yeah no sorry. that's all right i still like me to myself
3: but i was in my sentence but uh it is crazy that we fucking i i finally cast a vitality because vitality is getting shit on for so long and i'm like dude they're pretty fucking good and then they lose five games in a row including yeah. that's the only way that they couldn't have fucking made world made yeah playoffs. It,
0: it was it was pretty insane actually for uh for them to have 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 not made playoffs
3: I fucking love perks. I'm so sad. People people hate perks. I don't know why.
0: (laughs) Yeah, I'm not really sure why either. I think um, I think it's because he has an
3: ego. Like, is like the reality and doesn't always back it up. But
0: I suppose so. Maybe maybe uh, his claims of you know making a super team or something like that. People tend to not really not really really like when superstars. Like, group up with one another for some reason. I, I also think yeah. people, like, just
3: typically are like pretty 50 50 on egos. Like, anyone yeah. who has an ego in the scene. Like, I mean, I think yeah. that's part of the reason why people hate JoJo so much. Like, I think JoJo is like a great addition for an A. I don't think he's like as good as people think, but like, mm. I think the reason why people dislike him so much is because he definitely has like a bit of an ego, right?
4: Yeah. And it's, it's a weird spot where, like, to be that good in most cases, you need to have a little bit of an ego. Like, you're, you're not going to become the best in the world without believing that you're the best in the world. And that belief doesn't start at rank one, right? Like that, that Mm -hmm. belief starts like when you get into master and you're like, I'm better than all of these players. I'm going to hit rank one. Um, Or like, I'm the best mid laner in NA. And even if you're the third best mid laner in NA, like you need to believe that you're the best mid laner in NA to continue getting better to some degree. And I think people have a lot of problems with it because they want to like flame that person where it's like, yeah, you said that you're the best mid laner, but there's like two people that are better than you. It's like, fuck off. If you're the top, if you're in the top three, you can say you're the best mid laner in the world. I don't give a shit. And like, I don't know, people, people love to hate really, really skilled competitors in all sorts of sports because they believe that they're really good. But like, again, that's, (laughs) that to me is, something you should certainly expect. I don't know if it's entirely required, but like when I think of a lot of the greats, when it comes to like league of legends or traditional sports, they know and are very happy to tell you that they're the best, right? Like Muhammad Ali has no qualms telling you that he's the best in the world. He's going to knock your ass out and there's nothing you can do about it. Mm -hmm. Right. Like Mike Tyson, same thing. Like go to basketball, like Kobe Bryant. Absolutely. Like,
0: I think an even better is uh, example is Michael Jordan. Who Michael Jordan, you, yeah, like like yeah. if you ever trash talked him, he would drop thirty points on you, like without without thinking about second thought.
4: Yeah, um, so yeah, I'm mean, I, I'm I'm not a huge like perks super fan. I'm definitely not like anti perks, but I, I think it's wild how much shit people give for professional players who are like, yeah, I'm really good and I'm gonna win my lane. Like, d- doesn't matter if it's true. Like, that's just the mindset you have as a competitor
0: i'm just a fan of of the best league of legends being played in the world and currently that's over in the lcs uh if you'd like to talk about that um we've oh, got yeah. our Any is gonna eight... win worlds this year right <laughs> uh only in one specific scenario but yeah we've got um our 18 Wait, what's the for... specific scenario tell me if clg go to, if clG goes to worlds it's a uh- it's a wrap
4: It's a wrap. Okay. Yeah.
0: (laughs) Um, But you were going to say
4: like if if every team not from NA gets like Corona (laughs) and then they all have to forfeit.
0: Maybe. Um, But we've got uh, our eight team playoffs. Uh, We've got Evil Geniuses uh, in the first seed. uh, 100 Thieves in the second seed. Team Look at third. uh, CLG fourth. Cloud9 fifth. uh, FlyQuest sixth. TSM seventh. And Golden Guardian uh, Guardians 8th. Uh our first round will feature CLG versus Cloud9, Team Liquid versus FlyQuest, TSM uh versus the loser of Team Liquid FlyQuest and then Golden Guardians versus the loser of CLG Cloud9. Um so, should be pretty interesting. Uh I I'm still not a fan of 8 teams making it to playoffs. Uh, but I at least think the 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 way that the bracket is set up is is really good and and should be fine. Um,
4: yeah, it's it's a well designed bracket to accommodate eight teams going to it. Yeah, but I'm with you that it, it's just it, it's wild that more than half of the league goes to playoffs.
0: It just feels a little a little off. But yeah, um, yeah, should be should be pretty interesting. Excited to see. You. Uh, my team, CLG, in uh, playoff form, um, fully expect them to drop every single <laughs> series <laughs> that they play, but hey, I'll have a good time watching it anyway. So.
4: Yeah. Um, speaking of the LCS finals, uh, for those that didn't see the Discord post, I will be there in Chicago. I believe it is the final finals are happening in Chicago. I'll be there both days. Oh, nice. Um, I think it's the Allstate Arena, but yeah, uh, I got tickets going with some friends, so if you're going to be in that area, if you are attending that event, feel free to come say hi, message me on the Discord. Um, I'll definitely be posting day of and day before, like what time I'll be in what area I'll be at. So if if any of you listeners out there are going to be at the event, would love to see you, say hi, uh, and all that good stuff. So yeah,
0: nice um let's move on and talk about uh, nordvpn
4: nordvpn you mean yeah. the greatest online vpn service available the one yes. that has a special promo for our listeners where they can get a bonus month a huge discount and a 30-day money-back guarantee mm-hmm. nordvpn who's offering great new things like uh password generation and storage encrypted files that you can protect online as well as their classic vpn service and malware blocker which is going to offer you the best speeds and servers in over 50 countries with uh I think something like f- several thousand servers. It's That's the uh, one. It, it's pretty good stuff. <laughs> and like I said earlier, um they're they're kind of focusing a lot more on the security aspect where they've now got a standard Uh, NordVPN plus and then the complete package um, for those additional services like the password generation and the locker, the file storage. Um, Or if you just want the VPN with the malware blocker, you can get that too. All of those plans are gonna be available to our listeners at a discounted price. You'll get a bonus month free and 30-day money-back guarantee by going to nordvpn.com forward slash leadcast. Again, that's nordvpn.com forward slash leadcast.
0: Thanks nice. Thank you to NordVPN. NordVPN. Yeah. Um, let's do the roundtable
3: hell yeah dude i'm super excited uh so last week's question was actually from big mike it was a community question he said mm-hmm. what champion do you think you could take in hand-to-hand combat um lucas who do you think you could take in hand-to-hand combat before we move on to this week's question oh
0: no weapons fist f- fisticuffs only
2: oh i i have a good one i feel mm-hmm. like uh ezreal oh <laughs> yeah <laughs> he's so reliant on on his gimmicks i feel like you know once you get close to him pow pow <laughs> hell yeah um from our twitter Nasajo
3: said could heimerdinger is uh, safe wouldn't want to beat up any irl probably could <laughs> probably a few yordles but to be honest with team i'd accidentally be scared of him having a poisonous needle somewhere accidentally uh so i'd stay away from him uh dragon uh tamer said yumi if ryan doesn't get rid of the cat i will <laughs> i think it's so funny <laughs> um from our discord uh brandon said none let's be real here they'd kick my ass or worse <laughs> um big mike uh said oh wait no there's two big mics uh probably annie which is fucking crazy we have a big mic in our discord that's different from the big mic that submitted this question. that's
0: crazy <laughs> and they both said annie wild
3: yeah. Um uh Can't Be Real said okay so I envisioned this as a arena type hand to hand fight with no weapons or tools uh but if it's an inherent ability like Andy doesn't have anything to cast her spells then uh the story they would be able to use that so with those parameters i think i could take teemo without blow darts lulu ziggs fizz Heimerdinger, maybe trisana <laughs> probably ash sona assuming she doesn't get her keyboard uh you be assuming no book and nunu assuming uh willem is his weapon uh as a side note does camille get her legs <laughs> are weapons part of the body i think camille would get her legs right there's no way cut i off think Camille's yeah legs. yeah i think mean,
4: camille would get her legs i also i was thinking about the question more after the episode because like if you did it from like a really like analytical standpoint, you'd have to like take feats from the game into account where like every champion at level one can take like 20 arrows or like 20 bullets and walk away. <laughs> so I, I feel like I really couldn't win any, but <laughs> I, I mean, obviously I could beat up Yumi and I, I, I think it'd be hilarious. We didn't get it as an answer, but like my new answer is a Nivia. I would just bear hug until she melts. <laughs> okay get ready or would she freeze you first nah nah i'm a i'm a warm-blooded american she'll melt okay
3: hell yeah (laughs) Uh, anyways this week's question is what champion do you hope gets a mid-scope update so similar to like the nico or the Syndra that we're gonna see or previously like the swain and there was another character that got one recently um that i'm blanking on uh sivir i guess
0: yeah hmm
4: I, I could I definitely know. see them doing a, a mid scope for Zillian. I think a full rework would probably be better, but you could certainly make the character a lot better with some minor tweaks. So that's going to be my answer. <laughs> Fix it's my level. boy Zill.
1: Hmm.
2: I feel like Trundle would be a pretty good candidate. Ooh. This, this kit is pretty basic. I mean, it functions for sure, but could be more exciting, right? Yeah, it's pretty basic. I mean, I played a community game of Cold Nights ago,
3: or I guess it was last night, and I was like, I'll play Trundle. And then I realized there's no fucking goofy way to play Trundle, and I was just bashing people with, like, the easiest yeah. to play character, and I was like, this is just... I-, I built Lethality, which I'm like, oh, that'll be kind of a fun troll thing to do. No, I just bashed people really hard, because that's <laughs> how he works, no matter what you build.
0: <laughs> yeah, I didn't really realize until, um, I don't know why, but on the, um, LCS, uh, stage they just mentioned that trundle just has auto attacks and that's it and i i I never realized that until just now there are not many characters like that but it's trundle (laughs) um i'm gonna say the forgotten character um despite her coming out relatively recently rel rel yeah Uh, the character (laughs) needs a lot of help and a lot of it probably comes from uh first step let's get rid of the person who absolutely hates rel and everything she stands for uh from riot games that's what i have to say (laughs)
3: you <laughs> think someone has a vendetta against her? i
0: truly do i don't i don't understand how the character could be allowed to exist in such a poor state for such a long time uh unless they just hated her
3: we uh someone in the community games last night played her and i felt so bad because if you fall behind on that character like, yeah engaged characters are pretty bad you are behind because you go in and you di- die and you can't really get out but she slows herself when she goes
0: <laughs> yeah she cripples yeah. Herself really hard
4: <laughs> yeah. i played against a in ranked a few weeks back and i i entered the lane and it was funny cuz they like oh, I was getting flamed on by both sides you're like did you forget what the character does and I'm like yes yes I did I haven't <laughs> seen this character in a thousand mm-hmm. a thousand games like nobody fucking plays
0: rel It's so funny
3: Uh, mine's honestly probably Zeri. Like, I know she just came out, and I know, like, it's kind of like a meme that she's, like, broken. I, I fucking love Zeri. I think she's a great design. Um, that being said, I think she obviously has to be fixed, and I don't think just buffs and nerfs are gonna fix her at this point. I, I really want her in the game. I really want her to be this unique, like, really fast-moving, cool AD carry that has skill shot auto-attacks, but... Uh, they probably have to do like the classic where they fucking nerf her, so she's like a forty percent win rate character until they fix her, because that it, it, you can't patch her every single fucking patch, man. She she's she has six hotfixes, I think since her release, which is crazy, or five yeah. hot fixes or something like that. It's it's crazy.
0: Yeah, I think um I, I think the only issue is that her her strengths really only shine in competitive, because she is a forty six percent character win rate character right now, and she's pick ban right now in in competitive league. Um, yeah. So it's just rough. It's just rough.
3: I think she's just so cool though. Like I, yeah, she I, I definitely love her design. Like I'm in that mm-hmm. camp at least. But
0: agreed. I think uh they really nailed the idea of like a kinetic, always moving ad carry who uh is FPS inspired for sure.
3: Yeah. Cool. Um, yeah, if you want to tell us who you think um deserves a uh mid scope update, um kind of similar to like all the ones you can see in like Swain Siver. Hopefully soon, Nico and uh, Sintra. Um, then you can hit us up on our Twitter at LeagueCast. You can send us an email at mailleakcastpodcast.com or you can come into our Discord and post in our roundtable section. That's discord.gg slash LeagueCast.
0: Awesome. We're going to move into emails and, and mail fight. Uh, our first email is from Brady. Good afternoon, leadcast team. Recently discovered the podcast after getting more into the League of Legends community on my own time and also wanted something doing uh, during my work commute and breaks to listen to I started playing League in season seven on NA, and in season eleven, I moved to Germany and have since been on EU West. After listening to the pod uh, to the first episode, uh, which was his, uh, I'm sorry, his first episode off Metapix, I'm instantly a fan of the content and also positive vibe of the host team. Decided to join the patron supporters and always look forward to new content. Please keep doing the damn thing, and I look forward to getting more involved uh, in the League Cast community via Discord. I recently discovered Bard after uh, and after an hour or so of YouTube videos, Coach Cupcake has a great guide and learning his kit. I would highly encourage other support players to check his playstyle out, especially in this current meta, as his macro plays uh, very similarly to a jungle role, and he has high met presence, which I found um, which I have found to help impact games as a low silver uh, player. P.S. I'm not sure if a world's watch party is anything that's been discussed before or even possible, but as a player physically distanced from my OG uh, gaming community, I would absolutely be interested in LCS slash world's content and events through this league community. Good luck. Have fun, Brady. Uh, I am on the the board, ban- uh, the barred bandwagon. Sorry. Uh, I think the character is super good, super fun. Um, his ult is probably one of the most underrated ults in terms of like team fighting power uh, in the game. So, uh, hey. Continue playing the Bard and uh, would recommend to anyone else as well to, to play Bard.
2: I should give that a try. Yeah? I, I'm a jungle man, so, you know.
0: Ah. Yeah, it's a, it's a good um in-between where uh, it's pretty easy to know when you should be in lane and when you should be roaming. If you've got a lot of chimes up, you should be roaming. <laughs> if you don't have very many chimes, it's probably time to make your AD carry not hate you anymore. <laughs> <laughs> so... Yeah, awesome. Unless
4: your unless your eighty carries me, and then Nick will never come back to lane, and I'll cry because you know what? I'm emulating
0: I'm emulating you when you play jungle with me. Bye. I never gank
4: your lane because it's never in a state to be ganked. Bye.
0: (laughs) That is vehemently false.
4: All right, Nick. It's a simple it's a simple analysis. I've modeled the game perfectly. If Nick Cooper is in the lane, (laughs) then it's an ungankable lane.
0: yeah and then you shared that with every other juggler i've played with yeah uh, and then playing... I, I
4: communicated that across the globe to every league of legends player much in the same way that people learn to blow into the nes cartridges yeah, yeah exactly you just
0: yeah. it through the air <laughs> yeah
4: um yeah.
0: awesome thank you brady and mm-hmm. welcome
4: Next email is from James. Hello, everyone. It's me again. I'm constantly hearing about how impactful the role of jungle is on your podcast. My question is, am I throwing by playing a late-game jungler? I've mained Karthus jungle for a while now. He's really fun, but I'm well aware that his early game is weak. While I still do gank, it isn't as often or as impactful as other early-game junglers. Is it better to play an early-game champion which ganks more... Chains. that's really a style question in my opinion i think like I- i'm a jungle player and i'll definitely want to get luke's opinion as another jungle mm-hmm. player um but like you can hard carry a game with early game pressure and you can hard carry a game by just like power farming and becoming strong personally i tend towards junglers that farm f- more and scale mm-hmm. better because I don't trust my teammates like it's the most frustrating thing when I get like like top lane I get like one kill mid lane I get like two and then bot lane I get like eight kills if I'm playing Nunu like I'm just like I've won every lane we have three dragons and then we proceed to lose the game because all of those lanes that I got ahead do nothing I'm like fuck that shit like I'm gonna play Master Yi I'm gonna get 250 farm and I'm gonna 1v5 (laughs) Um, but I think both ways are totally viable.
0: How do you feel, Lucas?
2: I, I definitely have a take on this. <laughs> so, so for context, um, I'm a Nunu player as well. I, uh, <laughs> I play AP Nunu actually. Uh, oh that's, yes. That's, that's, I I do
4: a lot of that too. Nice. Oh yeah. I, I want to talk I, to you I, about your AP Nunu build then after this.
2: Oh, <laughs> uh, sure. Why not? Um, uh, but yeah, I play AP Nunu, uh, I, I one trick it, um, I am all about the early impact. I, I think in a game where everyone knows what FF fifteen means, if you <laughs> if you manage to you know kill the enemy ten times before they even exit the lane, um, I think early impact is the name of the game. Um, that said, obviously other junglers are viable, right? Carthas is, is is very much known as the farming jungler, but like only farming. Is, is not how you do it. It used to be. There was a time when the jungle uh, was the place where you know the hyperscalers thrived because you know the, the camps came up so quickly that you could just rinse and repeat until you got strong enough. That's no longer the case, right? The, the camps now spawn slower, so you have to actually make an impact on the map. The way you do that with Karthas is not, in my opinion, not by ganking in the traditional sense. It's more about predicting and counter ganking. If you manage to be around mid, just you know, around the time that the enemy jungler happens to gank mid, suddenly he, like that is your your moment of opportunity. Um, mm-hmm. Yeah, that's that's yeah. a really good point because like preventing
4: a gank from being successful is the same value as a successful gank, right? Like exactly. preventing a kill so they don't get three hundred gold is the same net value as ganking a lane, getting a kill, and, and getting 300 gold.
2: Yeah. Counter um, ganks are, are as so... As that. Yeah, counter ganks are hugely undervalued because usually people blow everything on the gank itself, you know, trying to get that kill off, and maybe they didn't quite finish it, and then you swoop in and, and get get a double kill off the jungler and the laner um, mm-hmm. and, you know, turn it all the way around. Yeah,
4: it's, right. And, like, most junglers are going to use their mobility to get in... And potentially also flash and like they will over aggro thinking it's a 3v2 or a 2v1 and if it is a counter gank you're in such if you're like if you're in the right timing
2: you're in such an advantageous spot
0: Mm -hmm. i uh sorry go ahead go ahead
2: yeah i'd say like it's all about predicting where the enemy jungler is going to be like track him track his camps you know if you see that the bot lane has li- has leached him, bot, you know that he's going to gank top, or he's going to be around topside. You know, once he finishes his clear, and you can you can extrapolate from that, and <laughs> you know, try try to predict.
0: I've been playing a lot of jungle on my Smurf, um, which is not um, Smurfing anymore. Uh, <laughs> um, but I, uh, I I do think early game junglers are a little bit more useful currently. Um, especially those that have pretty fast clears into ganks. I'm like Udiar's uh, Fiddlesticks. I've been seeing a lot of, and it's so hard to, to keep up with him in farm. Um, but th- it, honestly, like uh, early game is just so impactful, and it's it's a lot easier to play from a lead early versus scaling than it is to like play scaling and just try to hold off until you know 40 minutes when everyone's got six items and you can you know properly team fight for the first time. Yeah. Um, especially yeah, with I the, think the, the only, strength of dragons right now.
3: I think the only other thing to add is like the higher ELA you get, the harder it is, in my opinion, to play farming. Like, yes. Okay, it's not harder because it's a fucking, like, you just do one thing. But like, you have to play it vi- as optimally as possible. Like, the, the time that you waste being a farming jungler matters way more than the time you waste, like, being a ganking jungler. Because you, you need to, like, accelerate your point, to, like, self to the point where, like, you're obviously a late game carry without your team hemorrhaging shit yeah as lucas said though like of course like counter ganks is like a great way of doing that right you farm everything and then you counter gank something so they get zero value and you farm more camps like holy shit that's that's the dream scenario
0: Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. for sure all right
4: so jumping back a little bit uh as as a as a fellow new new player one thing you said really resonated with me um and that's the with with ff15 being in the game and that's an early game jungler's dream position. Would you not agree is I'm going to camp one lane until they quit. Yep. <laughs> yeah, that's that's, <laughs> that's a, I, uh, uh, I used to do that all the time with old Nunu where we just repeat dive top over and over and over. Yeah.
2: I, I love repeat ganks. People think, you know, I should spread my influence around the map and, and help everyone. No, if you blow a flash on the enemy AD carry, you just walk back to scuttle and you snowball in again. <laughs>
4: yep, go back in. All right, so, uh, real quick, what is your AP in your new build?
2: Oh, okay. Dark Seal is core. Um, it's <laughs> Hexag Rocket Belt, first item, Sork Boots, and then either Rabidance or Void Staff, depending on Ooh. if the enemy has MR. Um, okay. That's that's the way to do it. You go Dark Harvest, by the way, and one of the tricks I use is I use Belt to proc Dark Harvest, and actually, like, sometimes if someone thinks they're about to get away or they're hanging around with low HP, they don't mm. expect that burst. It's, it's really nice, and you get yeah. the extra mobility.
4: Yeah, but the way I normally play it is I'll also go Dark Harvest, but I, typically, the mythic I'll go is Crown of the Shattered Queen because you get the movement speed, and then on your engage, you're still pretty tanky because you have that small period of damage reduction it it definitely would do less damage than rocket belt but i uh i like still being somewhat of a tank yeah the the
2: reason i take rocket belt is because if you can't one-shot someone then you're useless like (laughs) it's all about stacking the ap and actually being able to solo kill the ad carry no matter what uh, yeah roll roll snowball for lp yep (laughs) uh all right awesome so
4: thank you for the email James. good luck in the jungle and on to the next one from one of the big mics
0: big mike hey guys thank you for making a uh, my email a roundtable question last week it really made my day i just wanted to get back in touch because i've had two questions come to me and i'm sure aiden has a list somewhere that you can add them to firstly which ability in the game do you think would look best in an anime uh personally i think it has to be kale's ultimate it reminds me of gilgamesh's attack in the fate series true uh very cool secondly congratulations you are now riot's newest voice actor which character's voice lines would you like to redo yourself uh you don't have to read this on the podcast (laughs) and if you've done them before i apologize i've only made it back to episode 430 or so thanks big mike
3: both those questions are great. I'm gonna add them to our document of uh, roundtable questions for sure.
4: Those mm-hmm. are good. My immediate thought is just I want I want to download the announcer pack and the voice line pack that is Nick Cooper because he'll do it all the time when we're playing. If I'm whatever I'm playing a character, if I use any of their emotes, he'll just start saying it. And like I can't get out of my head in Nick's voice doing the Zillion line, like I've seen your death. It is painful. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs>
0: Yeah, I say character voice lines a lot when I play, (laughs) Uh, especially if it's like Seraphine or um, (laughs) like someone with over the top, like pretty overt um, voice lines. Love it. Nice. Thanks, Big Mike. Mm
4: -hmm. Uh, Next email from Bobby. G'day, LeagueCast. Bad luck, Bobby here. I wrote to you guys a few weeks ago uh, to talk about coming back from six years without playing And I can definitely tell I've grown, not because I'm better or anything, but because I can accurately see with a mature and level head how much I suck. (laughs) My question is about team fighting. I have some great clips I've sent to friends of myself outplaying lane opponents, timing perfect dodges, hitting tricky snipes on skill shots, etc. But I've noticed that... (laughs) Uh, when there's more than three characters on the screen, I play like a lobotomy patient whose hands have been surgically replaced with fish. <laughs> That's your nylomane. Uh, I have no idea where I'm supposed to be standing and often end up leaving my carries out to dry. I usually play a lot of engaged tanks like Zack, Malfight, or Jarvin to hide the fact that I've never learned how to team fight. I usually can find a good engage, but if the fight drags on long enough that I'm supposed to have moved somewhere, I can never find it. I've been enjoying watching pro play and can see what they're doing, but both of my brain cells combined aren't able to jot down enough information to actually learn anything from them. Except, of course, that what I'm doing is definitely not that. Do you guys have any advice for teamfight positioning or the general rules of teamfights? Or do you have any recommendations for resources or anything on where or how to learn? Love the show, guys. Keep up the good work. And as always, sorry about the length of the email. So I think for the sake of this not having like an hour to talk about, let's limit it to positioning on tanks.
0: Well, how about I go ahead and answer your question um, in four letters as quickly as possible, uh, and then we can talk about positioning on tanks because you want to play a ram, my friend. It is team fights all the time, and it will teach you how to position in those. It's you know not a direct one to one to to summoners rift and those sort of team fights, um, but it's a, it's a good starting point. You know you learn the range of characters, their their danger radius, and and your own and how those uh, interact with one another and positioning ability usage things like that uh, I, I I truly think that aram is is the answer for you yeah uh, Lucas
4: do you have any thoughts on
2: positioning as tanks and team fights uh, it's definitely tough it kind of depends how many tanks you have in your team um, and also especially the enemy team composition if the enemy has like a really fed, assassin or whatever. Sometimes it's really not all that important to engage at all, and it's more about peeling for your AD carry for example. So it, it depends so much on the situation. Other times, you know, if you're already ahead, engaging is great, especially if you know that your team can actually follow. You know, if mm-hmm. you're just going on going in alone and your team is is quite far behind, it's not a good idea, but if if they're ready to go, then engaging can absolutely make the team fight work. So, you know, uh, see who is the major threat on the enemy and decide whether it is better to engage on them or fight against, you know, what they're trying to do, understanding what they're trying to do and trying to counter it, I guess. Yeah.
4: And and I think you, you, you've laid out a point that I wanted to bring up and I think is really key to understand is that like, as a tank, you typically are going to have like one of, I'd say, three roles where it's like, you're either going to engage on a flank, be the the frontline engage that's like direct, or you're going to try and stay in the middle of everything and, and peel. Um, and there's a lot of variables as to, you know, when you want to be one of those things. Uh, again, like typically if you're playing Zach, Malphite, Jarvan, your immediate thought is like, I need to engage, I need to engage. I see the opportunity for a four-man Malphite alt. I go. If your team can't follow it, that four-man Malphite alt might not be as good as a two-man Malphite alt that you could get later in the fight that maybe saves your AD carry. Um, and that's a tough equation to solve. But I, I do think it's it's a weird spot where, like, if you're really really ahead. I think engaging is generally going to be the right choice, but if you're only like moderately ahead or you're a little behind, I think peeling can be a lot better because it it lets the enemy make like bad plays and your eighty carry who's not significantly ahead, if they don't get any peel, they they get to do nothing in the fight. Whereas like you alting their team, if you don't have follow-up, it's like, great, you took 40% health off the jinx she's still going to get to do jink things for the rest of the team fight um, yeah i think
0: so i think um it seems like his question is less so how do i position like how do i start fights on tanks um more so is like how do i position in a team fight period and he just happens to be yeah. playing tanks and i think it's yeah, really, other, like go ahead go I, I was just gonna say i think like knowing your role in what your champion like should be doing in a team fight is probably the most important thing you could be doing um, and, and most important thing to learn it, it, you know if you're playing Senna you're not going to want to be frontlining and you're not going to want to let like anyone close to you so play back let your frontline do their work and you know hit things hit the, the closest thing to you um, and it's going to be character dependent and it's going to be um, something that you learn with time It, I think it's really hard for us to put into words because Lucas I'm not sure when you started playing um, but the the sorry, go ahead.
2: I I started playing like ten years ago. <laughs> I've been playing. This yeah, the while. <laughs> the three of
0: us played um pre season pre season one um before it started being called seasons. But it, it, it's so hard for us to to sort of put this into words. I think um at least for me um so I I would say it just comes with experience and
2: I I really think it's all about like, seeing like what the enemy is trying to do. Like mm-hmm. if, if they have a Kha'Zix, imagine being that Kha'Zix, how annoying would it be if the enemy Zach is just sitting on his AD carry? Mm-hmm. Yeah. <laughs> yeah.
4: The, the one other thing I wanted to mention is like, again, consider, you know, like Lucas has been saying, like think about what the enemy's trying to do and then think about what you can do. Cause I see a lot of times tanks will just kind of sit in the front line and, and absorb a lot of damage but their team isn't getting anything, right? Like, if the enemy AD carry is hitting you, but your AD carry isn't hitting anything, right? Like, that's a net negative. If you're playing Zach and you can't get close enough to throw your Q or hit Ws, like, you're not doing anything for your team. So at that point, instead of being in the front line, just stick to your AD carry, because then at least nothing can get on them um, while you, like, wait for your E to come back up. Uh, Again, it's going to depend so much on what team comps both teams have and who you're playing and like the items and game state. But, you know, as with everything in League, it's like how can I advance our team's position more than the enemy team? So, again, think about what you can and can't do and what they can and can't do and try and find a way to get more than they do.
0: Yeah, nice. Nice um cool thank you bobby right yeah thank you bobby our next email is from matt um hey guys it's matt here uh i actually just got married this last july and my wife and i went down to mexico for our honeymoon uh, she wanted to watch her go to Netflix show and thanks to Nord VPN and your coupon code, we were able to get access to it at a discounted price. She was thrilled for the first few years of our dating life. She never understood why I listened to this League of Legends podcast uh, as she couldn't begin to understand what I loved so much about it. Now she has gained some much needed appreciation for it and we are one step closer to getting her on the rift with me On to my question. I played the game for probably six years now and found my knowledge of items, champions, runes and strategies has not improved the way uh, I thought they would. I consistently find myself just buying whatever item is recommended throughout the game, clicking runes uh, just based on whether I am AP or AD heavy champion, uh, all which enables my brain to go on autopilot and not make conscious decisions uh, game to game. Your guys' knowledge is extensive about the game, and I find myself getting lost in the terminology, strategic, and tactical parts of how you guys understand and play League of Legends. Do you have any recommendations of ways to get more involved and knowledgeable about the micro aspects of League, including items, champions, builds, and counter builds? I assume there's so many videos on YouTube. However, if you have a specific channel, that would be great. League is such a big game, and I feel like I haven't taken advantage of learning opportunities the last six years as I feel I could have. Thanks so much. Love the podcast, Matt. Do you guys have any uh, suggestions?
4: My first one would be very generally like, if you want to improve these aspects, the best way to do it is going to be dedicated, like practice and analysis, and like for even some of the item builds, like almost like you could call it studying. Um, There's a lot of people who've been playing the game for a very, very long time. And there's a reason that most of the players who have the most games of League of Legends are not the highest ranked players. Is because the players who are really good take time outside of game to learn about League and to reflect on their games and to improve elements. Um, you know, I, I know at least in TFT, the general consensus is like you should spend as much time like watching VODs and studying TFT as you do actually playing. Whereas I think for most people, the amount of time they spend practicing League and trying to improve is like a factor of one to a hundred in terms of the time they actually spend playing the game. Um, So that'd be my biggest thing is like, take time outside of game to work on elements that'll make
2: you better in game.
0: Lucas, I think you were gonna say something.
2: Um, I kind of, I kind of want to play my own podcast here. Um, Go for it. Uh, it's like if you're interested in the details and the why of, you know, why good players do certain things. That's all I ask about. Like, I one of the echo players, for example, that I interviewed. Like, uh, why do you only take uh, uh, two or, or two or three points in queue or, or something like that? It's like, well, actually, at this breakpoint point, I want this much AP. I can one shot the wave uh, while, you know, uh, and that allows me to roam. Or I asked this um, Alistar player, like, how do you know when you can roam? Like, how do you know you're not just leaving your AD carry to die? And he's like going into detail about, well, if you recognize this on the wave, or, you know, if you've built this item, or, you know, if you have mobis, or uh, if the enemy mid laner is gankable or not, all that factors into it. Like, it's it's one thing to play the game and find these things out through experience and just seeing what works and what doesn't and you know maybe someday <laughs> uh, finding some patterns it's another thing entirely to hear someone who's actually a challenger and who's thought about all these things and has played the thousands of games on a single champion uh, and, and <laughs> essentially written the theory of it um, to discuss exactly uh, how they think about the game i I've, I myself just find it a great resource like, I, I love listening to these players and it immediately makes me want to play the champion and execute what how mm-hmm. they think about the game because I, I think it's so genius.
0: Um, you know, it's, it's almost to a T what um, Nis said during your interview with him is one of the benefits that he think like uh, coaching offers is that you get to skip a lot of the trial and error and exactly. learning curve that, um, you know, a lot of newer players go through. If someone tells you, hey do it like this because of this reason he he mentioned that's 30 hours of like you know grinding to figure that out to that you just get to bypass um and not to to steal his words but i think that's really like a, a really good way to to view the you know coaching and improving on the game in general
2: yeah and of course you could still put your own spin on it you know play the game however you want but knowing that this thing works i think is very valuable Mm-hmm. It and, is and funny, like,
3: Lucas. Sorry, I didn't mean to cut you off. You can keep go, no, going. No, go <laughs> <laughs> I was going to say, it, it, like, I completely agree with everything. I, I, like, I actually, in like 2017, I had a, uh, a a trial run of a podcast that I was producing that was literally your podcast (laughs) (laughs) um uh, that i was doing with like a friend right and it's like i I just think it's so fucking fascinating that like you can learn so much from people who have put in all the grunt work for you right like as much as i I love like a lot of our listeners who are like silver gold and stuff and they go oh i thought of this new build for this character Mm -hmm. and it turned out 99.99999% of the time that build just isn't the right build you know it's cool to try stuff and play it as as however you want but like the fact that you can go to like anyone who mains any character in any position there will be someone and that person has put in fucking thousands of games to teach you that
2: exactly
0: yeah i think um uh, like crazy examples are um oh god who was the who was the player that had oh it was fogged when he had that spreadsheet like pretty in-depth spreadsheet matchup for matchup spreadsheet for every single turn of your, like uh you know how he matched up with every single character in League of Legends i know that um like rist uh riste the garen otp in north america he has like a super super crazy in depth uh like item breakdown for for garen and why you should build items and take runes you know in certain scenarios um, yeah i mean
3: my favorite so, guide yeah. of all time is fucking Coug's Aphelios uh, guide. Coug isn't the best like Aphelios in the world by any means. He's like a D1 master tier player, but his Aphelios guide is fucking crazy. It has every single gun combo in the game and he shows you how to get like certain gun combos. He's like, oh, uh, you'll run into this com- gun combo once in the game because it's while you're rotating through guns to get like a certain gun order for like the rest of the game. And it's like, you'll have this gun combo like once around like a little five, six sort of thing. Mm. And this is the kill combo you can look for like once per game. <laughs> like, it's crazy. like, what the fuck, man? That's crazy
1: hmm
0: so yeah uh look to to other higher elo players um who are playing the role of the champion you know whatever and uh learn from them uh if not outright pay for coaching uh mm-hmm. that's what i think that's what i would recommend
4: <laughs> and then also just like remember like say to yourself put it on the note like remember to think in game and try and stop yourself from autopiloting everything because it's an easy trap to fall into. Um, But like even, you know, every time you go to buy an item, like, is this the right item to buy this game? And it it probably is going to be the same item, like in 95% of games. But, you know, stopping to think about that will again, remind you to and get you used to that. So that in those 5% situations, you might say, oh, you know, in this game, I should do something differently.
0: Mm -hmm. like don't don't autopilot your runes do them manually every single game like maybe just don't look at the recommended tab and instead um you know have your shop on the uh the full view and and build from there something like that or just
3: ask yourself like the question every single time right like if someone looked at my tom kench right which i think i'm pretty decent at tom Kench, and they're like why the fuck does aiden build sork shoes demonic shadow flames in games right it's like I would never recommend anyone build Shadow Flame or Demonic unless you build Sork shoes. And it's like I could see someone easily autopiloting building like tabbies because they're in an yeah. lane or whatever, and then still building those. And it's like I, I don't think that's a valuable com- uh, combination because I think you need the actual pen to like utilize, start utilizing the magic damage you get from Demonic and whatever. And it's like as long as you're asking yourself questions when you're buying stuff, I I think you're fine. You know what I mean? Like I, I, I am someone who definitely autopilots everything. I do auto runes. People well look up everything I do. That being said, if I'm actually confused about anything, I just think it through, right? Like, mm-hmm. well, why would they build this here? Why would they max this ability here? Um, it's just, that's a good mindset to get into, especially if you want to climb, but you can also just play the game casually
0: <laughs> at the end of the day. True. <laughs> awesome. Thank you, Matt. And good yeah. luck. Um,
4: email that got skipped over from oh did i skip one i'm sorry yeah you're good uh it was a short one so from kieran have any of the guys on the podcast played cult of the lamb if so what are your opinions i think it's a very fun rogue light meets animal crossing you get to be a demonic cult leader who recruits woodland creatures to join (laughs) your cult would recommend it to listeners who want to take a break from league kieran I have not played any of it. I know a friend of ours and former host Alex Henderson has, but I don't know, Nick, Aiden, Lucas, any of you guys played Cult
2: of the Lamb? I haven't played it, but I've heard really good things about it. Same
0: here. Yeah. <laughs> um, yeah. If, it's a, if it's a multiplayer, I may end up playing with uh, Savannah, but we'll see. All right.
4: So uh, no, no thoughts for now, but I'm sure you can definitely find some people in the Discord. Uh, who have played and have thoughts about it. It's a pretty new game as far as I know. So mm-hmm. I'm sure there are several people who are just itching for a reason to talk about the game with you. <laughs> uh, thank you for the email, Kieran.
0: You can and, read the last one.
4: Yeah, final one <laughs> is from Akasha. Hey guys, I just recently started listening to your podcast after about a six year break from the league. Which is a story for another email. Today, though, I'd like to bring up something I noticed upon my return to the game. After playing a few ARAMs to bring back some muscle memory, I went ahead and queued up for my placement games. Usually I play either mid or AD carry. So after selecting my uh, main AD carry, Kate, and loading into game, I started running to get my ward out and get set up to leash my jungler. It was here that I noticed my Janna support acting a bit strangely, Uh, random on the way pings even though she was right on top of me, and burned Flash for no reason. As the game progressed towards a loss, it became obvious that Janna was actually a program bot and not an actual person. This happened three more times just in my placements, and that, along with two losses due to my own lack of practice for six years, earned me a solid placement in Iron 2. So I started my climb, quickly regained my proficiency on my main champions, Victor, Malzahar, Caitlin, and Sivir, and within a few days was easily hard-carrying games with KDAs in the 4-5 range and several 0-death games. But still, no matter how well I played, I would end up with a bot support on my team, feeding and losing us the match about 1 out of every 3 games. And once I hit my promos for bronze, this happened 3 games in a row, which netted me a lovely 50 LP loss. It seems I got lucky this time around, though, because I hit my promos again last night, went 2-0 before needing to go to sleep. Um, so hopefully I'll make it to bronze this evening when I get home. By the way, the first season I played, I was in my promos for gold when the season ended. And if I'm being honest, feel like I can make at least diamond without much practice. But I feel like I'm having to put in wow. so much extra <laughs> effort right now due to this bot problem. And sometimes I'd rather just play ARAMs instead of ranked. Why do you think Riot has allowed the issue to get so out of hand, and is it just as bad in the higher ELOs, or will it paradoxically get easier to climb the higher I get? I apologize for the length of the email, but seeing as I didn't hit the character limit, I don't actually mean it. Keep up the great podcast, and hope to meet up in-game sometime soon. Akasha.
3: I kind of have an answer for this one. Um, It's pretty well... uh, at least the botting problem is it's becoming a real thing. Like before it was like, kind of like, Oh yeah, sure, man. You had a bot on your team. Oh, sure. Um, but no, uh, iron accounts are the second most expensive accounts to buy, uh, behind challenger accounts. It literally is challenger. And, uh, I'm actually not sure about grandmaster, but like master accounts are cheaper or cheaper to buy than iron accounts right now, mm-hmm. uh, which is fucking wow. crazy to me um so guess what there's a fucking market for it uh and that causes people to bot because botting at least allows you to have like something that's not going to just afk in every game to get iron it like kind of tries to act like a human Mm -hmm. and uh right has to deal with it or else it's going to become more and more of an issue when players like yourself get upset and don't want to play their game anymore (laughs) um but yeah, it's like it's it's purely due to the like uh, Smurf market, and it, it's kind of shitty, man. But like, it, hopefully, Riot does something. All they have to do, man, is make it so you can get free like a free Smurf by like linking your account, and then punishments are shared or something. That would solve so much of Smurfing, I think. But, I
0: agree. I agree. Um,
4: yeah, I would say definitely it will resolve as you go up in Elo. Like having a bot maintain rank is is going to be very difficult the higher rank it gets like it's easy for a bot to stay iron because it doesn't need to do a whole lot and it can't go down but if you put a, a bot into a diamond game like that that bot is going to lose more games than it wins and it will eventually demote um unfortunately at like the iron bronze level i think bots that don't get banned can maintain rank and so that is going to be an issue with however many you get, however often.
0: Yeah, I um, hmm. I, I guess I just want to say, like, I think you should be a little more realistic. Um, I, I think saying that you can get to diamond without practice is maybe a little... Like, I, I don't want you to think that you got placed in Iron 2 and you're crazy, crazy better because I think that leads to... Like that—that that has the that highest potential to like burnout and like addiction, regarding ranked. Um, where you'd be fucking just angry at your teammates the entire yeah. time you lose a game. Like, you, you and it's really easy to it's really easy to push that off and say like, "Well, I'm a diamond player, so nothing's my fault." And I think that's like you fall you you could fall into a trap of of actually not improving from your own mistakes because you think you're not making any mistakes and it's just your team. Um, so I. Yeah, like I, I do think the, the botting issue, like it, it probably happens a lot less frequently than you think. Maybe, maybe it's different in Iron, like, like Aiden was saying. It, it probably is. Um, but, uh, I, I don't know. Just keep, keep in mind that it's just one game. It's in the grand scheme of things is not going to mean much, uh, in, in the course of your climb, especially because it seems like you're willing to put the, the hours in to get to whatever rank that you feel that you deserve. Whether that be you know two hundred games or two thousand games, um, so hey, good luck, Akasha. Let us know how I, it goes.
2: I would say also like one thing to consider is figure maybe that you're also fighting some bots sometimes. It it's super frustrating yeah. to have the bot on your team, and it totally feels like an undeserved loss. At mm-hmm. the same time, you might be having undeserved wins as well, um, just because the uh, enemy support might uh, be a little bit suspicious, but you. The, it's it's a bit harder to notice when it's the enemy, you know. That's true. You, you see, all, you see all, your all, team all the time. Also, if you queue oh. support, you won't have that issue. That's the only role it's bought yeah. because it's the only one that if can you want like to do with, yeah. If you want to abuse this, go queue support and then, <laughs> yeah. yeah, queue support or the queue end.
4: with a support. True, <laughs> yeah. um, but I think also yeah, Lucas, you brought up a, a really good point that I that I try and bring up a lot of times when we have these conversations because we get a lot of emails like. I always get trolls, I get enters. I get AFKs, I get bots, I get, you know, whatever it might be, like, this person's the reason I lost the game, but like, it's equally likely and realistically more likely that that person's going to be on the enemy team, right? Because there's four random players on your team and five random players on the enemy team. So it's it's more likely that the bot is going to be on the enemy team. And again, through enough games, you're, you should probably get more undeserved wins than undeserved losses from things like bonds, mm-hmm. AFKs, etc. And it never really f- feels like that because you don't remember the game that you like won in 14 minutes because they had an AFK bot lane, but you do remember the game where like, I would have won this game, but my support DC. Yeah. Um, but yeah. So best of luck in your climb, Akasha. Um, yeah, I mean, I, I I definitely think like it seems like you're experiencing problems with bots right now. Hopefully, it'll get better soon, and Riot will do something. But if not, you know, you'll you'll still be able to make it to whatever level you're playing at if you you know play enough games.
0: Yeah. Good luck, buddy. Um, that'll do it for this episode. Uh, Lucas, you want to plug um Challenger Insights again?
2: Sure. Um, yeah, like I said, if you want to listen to the podcast and all the amazing people that I've interviewed, um, you can find Challenger Insights on YouTube. You can find it on Spotify or uh, Apple Podcasts or Google Podcasts, really wherever wherever podcasts are. Um, I have a Discord. Feel free to join that. I'm actually hosting a giveaway in that Discord right now. If you want to have a chance at winning some some RP, definitely join. Um, it's, it's really simple. Uh, so have a look at that. Um, that's really everything. So thank you so much for having me uh, on this podcast, guys. It's uh, been a lot of fun.
0: Yeah. Thank you once again for for joining us. It was uh, awesome to, to have you on and to hear all about uh, Challenger Insights. Yeah. Uh, if you want to send us an email, it is mail at leadcastpodcast.com. Watch us on Twitch, Bluebasket and Leadcast Frost. Tweet at us at Leadcast on Facebook. We're Leadcast. Visit our website, leadcastpodcast.com. Join our Discord server, discord.ggs forward slash Leadcast. Uh, And finally, so put us on Patreon, patreon.com slash leadcast. Thank you guys so much for listening, and we'll see you next week. Goodbye. Bye.
1: Bye.